All right, welcome back to my podcast, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm in the process of lighting up a Dominican cigar right now. It's the brand is for any of you curious. It's Alturo Fuente Rosado Gran Reserva. So, my uncle was telling me the first thing you do when you have a fine cigar is you give it a little sniff. Smells floral. What am I? It has like subtle aromas, but I guess my nose is not complex enough to like know what I'm smelling. Let me see. Like it smells kind of sweet, but whatever with that let's cut it at the tip and light her up so you're going to cut off just a little bit off the top and one smooth motion there we go where did that land there it is And I also have my drink for tonight is brandy. Ciroc brandy. It's a pretty smooth drink. So when you light a cigar, the first thing you want to do is toast the foot or like char it at the bottom before you take your first draw. So I'm just going to roll it here in my hand and light the bottom. Burn it up at the bottom right there. Roll it. Roll it. Okay. Now you take a draw through it and with your lighter right in front. There we go. If you look at the front of your cigar, it should be evenly lit so that it will burn evenly during your smoking session. And that's it. We have a lit cigar and a nice drink. And let's start off this podcast. So, my last podcast was titled, Who Am I? Part 1. I wasn't intending to make it a two-part series, but... The battery on my phone died just before I got a chance to save. So I was able to recover like 28 minutes of the episode, and that's what you guys listened to. Um, but the universe or God uh, decided to cut it off at a perfect point because if you listen to the first episode, um, the story cut off at a very like suspenseful uh, moment. 
like when I was listening to it myself, I was like, what's about to happen after this? Okay. So, the last episode ended with me uh, participating in a AT&T educational hackathon as a high school student and winning the first prize, first place prize, which was $5,000. The hackathon was sponsored by AT&T and it was open to the public. So there I was, I'm getting into this software stuff <coughs> and I do my first ever hackathon and I win against professionals. So that, that kind of gave me an ego boost and this made me feel like I can actually do this software stuff for real. So what happened after that? I win the $5,000, not just for myself. It was a team, like four people, and we split it up in between us. So we split up the prize. And the prize, as you're going to see in a couple of minutes here, was not the most important piece of the story. The most important thing that I got out of the hackathon was the article that they wrote about me and the, my teammates in the newspaper. And at the time, I didn't realize that that article was important. It was really cool to tell my family and friends, hey, I'm in the newspaper. But that wasn't the most, the bragging point was not the, the most important part. The important part of winning that hackathon came, I think, a couple months later, probably like three or four months after winning that. My school, we had a career fair. And my friend Steven and I, we, you know, just walking in the different booths, seeing what it's all about. And we stumble upon this gentleman. Um, his name is AJ. And I'm pretty sure that's just a nickname, but I've only ever known him as AJ. So we meet AJ, and who's AJ? Well, AJ was an alumni of our high school, and he was running a software consulting company. And a software consulting company is a company that uh, builds software solutions for uh, businesses. So like if a company says, oh, I need like some software to manage my payroll. Well, they will hire a, they'll hire a uh, software consulting company and that company will build out the software that they need to solve their issue. So he was running a software, you know, I'm just recording an episode for my podcast. So now you're going to be in it. Or not. <laughs> my cousin just, all right, my cousin just walked by as I record this. Seems like I'm smoking this cigar much faster today. I need to slow down. You have to en enjoy your cigar. It was handmade. 
So Steven and I are talking to AJ, asking him about his software company, how he started it, all that. And uh, I don't know how it came up that we had won this hackathon, but you know, we're just telling our story. Oh, passionate about software, this, this, and that. We did a, like a summer apprenticeship program at Seed Philly. He's like, oh, that's cool. I know about Seed Philly. And then um, he pauses for a second. And he says, I think I read about you guys in the newspaper a couple months ago. Uh, it was um, some high school students won an uh, AT&T hackathon. And Steven and I said, that's us. That's us. And then we keep talking and talking. And at the end of that conversation, he tells us, Hey, I have a client that reached out to me recently and they need they need a smart TV application built. And he said, it seems like you guys will be the perfect candidates uh, to, to build that because my company doesn't specialize in, in the technology to build that. And we didn't have a company at the time and to be honest, I had no idea how to build a smart TV application, but I knew that I could teach myself how to build a smart TV application. So we tell him, um, he tells us, hey, do you want to meet up with the client? And we say, hell yes. <laughs> so how, does, how did that story unfold? Well, after that, send a couple emails back and forth with AJ. And we agreed to meet with this client that reached out to him. It was a company called Flixfling. We agreed to meet up with, uh, with the, the CEO of this company on a Friday after school. So there we go. It was a Friday after school. We went in our school uniforms, with our backpacks, to this guy's office, um, this company called Flixfling. So we go into the office with AJ, and we sit down, and they tell us a little bit about their company and what they need to be built. And then, they bring in two of their developers. One of the developers was named Bernard Harrison, and the other developer was Alex. I don't remember his last name. I think it was Rhodes, Alex Rhodes. And I just start talking, you know, I start talking about software, how, how I got into it. Basically, episode one of this podcast, I tell them that. And I guess they saw the sparkle in my eye because by the end of that interview, or it was kind of like an interview, but we weren't going to be their employees. We were going to be consultants, consultants for them. So by the end of that interview, the two developers are like, these guys are superstars, man. We, we need to hire, we need to uh, contract these guys. And we left there, exchanged a couple emails, and 
it was this was around May or June because they contracted. Um, we were in direct contact with the CEO, so you know he understood that we were high school students, and we were gonna do the work for like a, a discounted rate because we didn't have the experience. It was kind of like a win-win, win for them, win for us because we get experience and they get a product. So. Um, you know, we agree with them that we're going to, you know, build out their application throughout the summer, during our summer vacation. And the contract was for $20,000. So they gave um, Stephen and I uh, $20,000 and we split that uh, $10,000 each. And that was amazing. It was like three months of work, $10,000. And I said we built out their smart TV application. I had the first couple of days I had no idea what I was doing. I had never professionally developed software, but I knew that I could develop it because I knew that I that I was able to teach myself and that's what I did. I was basically learning as I built their app. And at the end of that summer, they they got a smart TV application and we got experience and that's it. We went back to school. The year is 2014 now, and uh, I'm in my 11th grade year. So I go back to school, and I'm doing my software stuff. I'm starting to be become more like well known with like more known that like I'm like the software guy like when people saw me or heard of me they, it was like synonymous with software and with the girls like I told you in the last episode with scientists and nothing I just continued doing my thing and at the beginning of that year I believe in January or February uh, the CEO of Flixfling reach out, reaches out to me again this time, we don't have AJ in between. It's just like um, the CEO of a company reaching out to me as a software person, and um, they need a software solution built. So this guy, uh, um, I forget who exactly. And there, was, there were two guys. There was like a chairman and a CEO. Uh, the CEO was uh, Thomas Ashley, and the chairman was... Brad, Brad, I forget his last name, but his name was Brad. He was like the owner of the company. He and you know invested the money to start it. So one of them reaches out to me via email, and they say, "Hey, um, we have an Android application out in the market." No, actually, I lie. Uh, they reach out to me and they say they need a what they call a webmaster so when you release your website out into the world it's never going to be perfect so you hire somebody to maintain or upgrade your website and they call them like a web, website master so they hired me uh, or they contracted me um, to, to uh, manage their website and I did that for like about two months and um, 
you know, we agreed with, uh, I'm going to perform this work in a, on an hourly basis and you're going to pay me uh, this much per uh, time. Um, but after a couple months, they start having issues with their Android application. And, you know, I'm just hearing what's going on in the company. Uh, I would do some of my work from their office, like, and, so, and the other half I would do, like, from home because I was still going to high school at, at the time. So I hear them talking about the issues with their Android application. And remember guys, like I took the Android development course in uh, Temple. So I'm like a pretty proficient Android developer at this time and I'm doing like website work. So I tell, I pull Brad to the side and I'm like, hey, Brad, um, I don't know if you know this, but like I'm actually an expert uh, with Android and Java. And at first he said, okay, um, uh, well, he, well, I proposed to him, hey, let's modify my contract since I'm going to be doing different work now. Um, and the scope of the contract would not be changed into that, that I'm going to be managing or maintaining your Android application. And he says, okay. And then I remember like, the exact day that I told him that, I called Tariq Hook from the Temple class. And I tell him, Tariq, how much should I charge this guy to manage to update and maintain his uh, Android application? Because I have no idea how much I should charge for my skill set. Um, at the time, and I believe even now, uh, being able, having the skill set of being able to develop an Android application is much more valuable than like website development. Um, and at the time I was doing for them the maintaining the website. So that means that my rate was about to like double. Um, but I did, just didn't know how much to charge. So I called Tariq. I'm like, Tariq, how much should I charge? And then he tells me a number. And I remember I told Tariq, Tariq, like, are you sure I can charge that? Because I'm like, you know, I'm a high school student. He says, if you walk on, if you walk in there confidently and you tell them this is how much I want for my work, um, two things, three things can happen. They can say yes no or you can start negotiating with them well that's exactly what happened i went in with a number that Tariq told me and uh brad he thinks for a second and then he 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 puts the rate down by like five dollars and i'm like i'll take what i can get because <laughs> it was already like it was probably the rates was probably more than what my teachers were making so Francisco, or El Doctorcito at the time, was about to get a huge ego boost because I was about to start making more money than my teachers while still going to high school. And that's exactly what happened. We agreed to the rate change, and I started maintaining their, their Android application. And then after a couple of months of that, I got tired of the code base of their current Android application. It was kind of confusing to me, maybe because I wasn't, you know, an 100% ex expert developer, but it was just like really hard to like make upgrades to it. So I propose, I go back to Brad, the owner of the company, and I tell him, Brad, this code um, is pretty good, but it's outdated. Like code needs to be continually updated. And maybe I was bullshitting a little bit thinking about it now. Uh, but I somehow convinced him to um, 
want to develop an entire new application from scratch. So, at that point, we had to go back to Tariq. Tariq, they want me to build a new application. I don't know how much to charge them. Um, help me. So Tariq tells me a couple terms to look up. A business requirements doc was one of them. I remember it. Um, and we lay out what exactly this application is going to be and a timeline. And then for the cost of the contract, the way it's calculated is you take like one like one unit of your time and you calculate how many hours, let's say it's going to take you like 200 hours to develop or more, whatever. So you take that unit, multiply it by how much one hour of your time cost, and that's the total cost of the project. And you put all of this in a document and you give it to your client. And my total for that contract was $30,000 and my cousin just got back from Wawa so I'll pause as he walks in the house alright so we're back so I'll give him the contract it was for $30,000 and I built it out it took me a couple months to build the application um, but the good thing about contracts is that you get half of the, well, it depends on what you agree with your client, but I got half of the money up front. So I got a $15,000 check. And that shit hit me. It was, it was so nice because I had never gotten such a big check. I remember how big the check was because when I went to deposit it in the bank with my, I didn't even have a, a state ID at the time. The lady, I had like a school ID, um, but they deposited it with that. It was like a teen checking account, I guess. And the lady was like, so what do you do? No, I think, I'm not sure. Did I have a state ID? Cause I'm sure they won't deposit a check like that with no official ID. Maybe I got my ID just specifically for that. But I go to deposit check, and the lady is like, what the hell do you do? Because i never seen such a young kid with such a big check. And I tell her I'm a software engineer. Um, she, she actually thought that I was like, um, like something related to movies because uh, the checks were written by a company called Invincible Pictures. So this lady probably thought that I was an actor. Maybe I could be an actor, who knows? So I get this check and I deposit it and I build out the app and I'm on top of the world. At least, I mean, it's not a billion dollars, but for a, how old was I at the time? 16 or 17? Um, for a 16 year old, that amount of money will make you feel like you're a billionaire because I bought, I remember I bought a car. I bought a, um, it was from my uncle I bought this car. It wasn't expensive. It, uh, it was just a couple thousand dollars. But it was a 1989 Mercedes-Benz 420 SEL. That was my first car. And I bought it right there from him cash. 
I built a computer, I bought a laptop, I bought shoes, I bought new clothes, I bought everything. And I still had money, uh, had extra money after that. I remember driving down the street in my 1989 Mercedes-Benz 420SEL and thinking, there's literally my tank of gas is full and I ate and there's literally nothing else that I want right now and I have extra money in the bank and that was a great feeling like there was literally nothing else that I desired as you get older you'll want more expensive stuff and, and that money won't start to, won't um, won't last as long but there I was I built that application and I'm in the 11th grade, bought my car, everything that I wanted. I'm on top of the world and I'm feeling great. And I'm seeing how like a passion can become your money maker. And what happened next? Well, you'll have to stay tuned for the next episode to see what happened next. But I am almost 22 years old, so the story still goes. And we have a couple years gap that I haven't told you about yet. So maybe you'll stick around and listen to it. Maybe you won't. But if you're listening to this right now, thank you for listening. And make sure you come back for more. Have a good night.